live from the Gift for Life Studios, celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal and Judy. Wow. Okay. Here it is. Talking to this thing here. <laughs> yeah, push that button, Hal. Groomer Joey Volani working his way into the studios right now to answer your grooming questions. Bobby Hill is here with news. Animal communicator Joey Turner. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard and pet travel expert Susan Sims. I'm Hal Abrams. And Judy is screening those calls at 1-866-405-8405. Oh, Michael Vick in the news again there, Bobby? Again. We should just have a Michael you Vick know, segment, don't you think? For a change, he inadvertently did something good. Really? <laughs> I have details coming up in the news. Okay, and one thing I've always wondered. Do pets go to heaven? Why not? Because I'm not going there, and I just want to make sure. <laughs> We're actually going to find out in just a few minutes with news also. Do you have a fat cat or a fat dog? Oh, you know? Okay, yes. Yeah. Lots of people do. Yeah. Half of the animals' dogs in America are overweight. Uh-oh. So if it's not uh, Porky over there, it's Fido. But I'm thinking it's Porky. That's why we named him Porky. He's a little <laughs> over the scale, and it's not good for him. It could cause uh, arthritis, diabetes, respiratory oh, disease. All kinds of health ah! problems. It's horrible. Uh, what, what was the scream? <laughs> that was Hal. That was me. I'm sorry about that. Dr. Ernie, <laughs> Ernie Ward will uh, be joining us in a few minutes and be talking about that and he giveaways of the book that he's put out called Chow Hounds. Really? You know, it's like our kids in America, our dogs and our cats, too. They're they're overweight. Hmm? Oh, is he on the phone? This is cool. You know, we have some great listeners. Yes, we, we do. We really appreciate each and every Regular one. listeners, too. We have a trucker listener who's been listening for a long time, and he called up one day and he said he has a book about his cat, a trucking cat, Clutch the Trucking Cat. <laughs> and so what we, a cool name. Isn't that? Wow. So we wanted to get him, and I believe, is it his wife? Yes. Uh, Joe and Amanda Flickinger on the phone? Hey, hey, Joe, how are you doing? How are you today? You are a trucker, OTR, and you're also a great writer. Well, I appreciate the flowers. Thank you. Tell us about Clutch the Trucking Cat. And You know, we get a lot of calls from truckers that uh, we have one guy who calls him regularly, has a skunk, and one guy who is a, a ferret, and right. of course the uh, the dogs. And we just heard last week from somebody who has a fish. Tell us about uh, Clutch the Trucking Cat. We adopted Clutch from my friend's uh, place in Arkansas. His mother was half Siamese, his daddy half bobcat. He was the most loving, gentle male kitten I've ever seen. Uh, the very first time I held him, he sunk all four sets of claws through a wet T-shirt, drawing blood, Uh-oh. climbing up to uh, give, to rub his nose on my chin, and earned the name Clutch. We were in his clutches. Ah. Does he like traveling with you? Well, the boys don't travel with me anymore. The company I'm with doesn't allow pets. The company I was with did. Ah. He seemed to take to it very well. We had him for about two years before we adopted our second cat when we bought our house. His name is Broadus. And now we also have a uh, rabbit named Dusty and a uh, hen pheasant by the name of Ginny. And the cats get along with the bird? Well, uh, a learning process. it's a learning process yet. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. So now Clutch is still alive and lives at home there? Yes. I um, uh, travel with him part of the time and stay with our cats the other part of the time. What is the book about? You both wrote this together? We did. Um... For a little while, we had a trucker buddy program, and the kids were always asking questions about our cat, and they weren't really relating well with us, so we uh, 
doing a little segment in one of our letters called Clutch's Corner to actually have Clutch tell the story for a change. Is it all fictional or nonfiction? Some of it is true. I mean, some of the, some of the things in the book actually did happen with us and Clutch, and some of it is fiction, of course, because well, we we did send y'all a copy, and I'm holding it up to the microphone right now. Oh, cool. Everyone can get a good look. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where can we get the book? You can go to your local bookstore and ask them to order it for you, or you can go to Barnes & Nobles or uh, Amazon.com. Well, this is very cool, except the fact that you can't travel with your animal now is a real bummer. You need to get a different job. job. That's in the works. Yeah, get Clutch back on the road. Clutch, the trucking cat by Joy and Amanda Flakinger joining us. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you very much. Take care. We'll hit the phones in just a second. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Blue Buffalo, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family with blue. I wish you could see Bobby in her blue booth and her... Today she's actually wearing blue beads. It matches her model. Color coordinate is very important. That's really a loyalty to a sponsor, don't you think, when you start wearing clothes? (laughs) Are you going to get your hair dyed next? Live from the Gift for Life studios, this is Animal Radio. Here's your dream team. Dr. Debbie, Joey Villani, Joy Turner, Bobby Hill, Vinnie Penn, and Susan Sims. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Don't forget the uh, studio animals and, of course, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, back on Animal Radio answering your dog behavior questions. Today, a couple stories about overweight animals. Half of the dogs in America are overweight. That's unbelievable. That many? Well, but seriously, look at how many... I'm sorry to point this out, but look at how many fat asses are in America. Yeah, and so what are you saying, fat owner or fat pet? (laughs) It seems to be a matched set. Let me just say that I think that a fat owner would not recognize a fat pet. Well, they're eating the same thing, huh? Yeah, well, if a fat owner's Mm -hmm. not getting the exercise, then the dog's not getting the exercise either. Yeah, I think there's probably Um, a correlation. Uh, We have Dr. Ernie Ward coming on in just a few minutes, and we're going to be talking to him about that, as well as uh, uh, his new book called Chow Hounds. He believes that the pet food industry is manipulating you. Why would they do that? We're just going to ask him. And he also says that most people... For profit. Yes. Overfeed their dog. That's what everything's about, Judy, is is money. bottom line. The the answer is always money. Mm. Any question, the answer is always money. (laughs) Uh, Most pet owners inadvertently overfeed their dogs by 25%. Give them too much food. A lot of of people, and I'm guilty of this, too. I I free feed. I put out the food, and they can come get food whenever they want. You're not supposed to do that. Not supposed to do that, huh? No. I know one of the studio cats came back with a high cholesterol level this week in a blood test. Ooh. Oh, no. And the doctor told us maybe we should try a, a, a food, a different food to keep some skinny. <laughs> it's an overweight food, okay? I didn't want to say that. The, the cat's overweight, damn it. But uh, And, you know, it happens to everyone. Just because we're here at Animal Radio, you think we're immune to all these problems that uh, other people are having. No, we have the same problems, and hopefully we can help you with some of the ideas and uh, we learn a lot from the show, too. Let's see. Uh, are you a smoker? If you're a smoker in the U.K., could be trouble for you. There was a law that was passed back in 2006, but it's recently been reviewed and being reinterpreted a little more harshly on pet owners with cigarette smoking habits. And the officers from the RSPCA are going after them and giving them a choice. I'll tell you what that choice is coming up in the news. Oh, I can't wait. Hi, Tracy. How are you? 
Hi, how are you doing? Very good. Where are you? I'm in Elizabeth in Tennessee. Oh, okay. How can we help you today? Well, I've just got a new Palm. I've had them for about three weeks now, and I'm a truck driver. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to potty train him. <laughs> Seems like when okay. he gets outside, he's so excited to get outside that he does everything but potty. And I do have the pads down inside, and it's 50-50 on hitting that. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Now, this is Dr. Debbie here, so i got to chime in here now. You said he's how old? Well, he was born on December the 12th, 2009. Okay, so, so he's, he's young, still yes, a baby really here. Young. Okay. And you're saying he's hitting he's hitting the pads reliably at some times or not at all? About 50% of the time. He, he wants to uh, do number two uh, <laughs> on the floor mat and number one on his pad. Okay. And Boy. he only use it once, so we clean it up and throw it away, put it in a Ziploc bag and throw it away. And But when he goes outside, he's not interested. In, he's interested in the smells, but not interested in using the bathroom at all. Okay. Well, that's got to make for a pretty unpleasant cab if you have to put all the waste there in little Ziploc bags there. I, I, yeah. So I feel for you there. <laughs> yeah. Now, the, some of the basic guidelines that I would give you is that for me... I find it very confusing when we have different stories for a dog in their house training needs. Um, dogs look at things very simply. Um, peeing and pooping, they'll learn to do it in whatever situation we want them to do, but we just have to be consistent. And I think when you're using a potty pad technique and the outdoor technique, you can really confuse a puppy. And it, it really can be tough because we're not giving a consistent signal. We're not telling them this is how you should do it in every situation. Now, now dogs can hold their bodily needs generally for, um, if they're like three months old, they can hold it for one plus three or basically for four hours. So we know they have that ability. It's a matter of us training them to understand what those rules are and when they're supposed to go. So I would say in my eyes, I would like to see you make a decision on what what method you're going to do. If you're going to be driving quite a bit and you don't think you can stop every couple hours, then that might make your decision for you. But I'm a huge fan of using the crate method for keeping the pup kind of restricted in their little world and then taking them immediately out to do their duty. Praise, positive reward. We never, never want to use anything negative to try to deter a puppy when they do something uh, wrong in the house training world. So for me, I'd say we need to really make sure you know what kind of plan you want to do, make a schedule, and follow that. Um, some helpful tips will be when you're doing the, if you decide you want to take the pup outside and that's going to be the potty area, we need to make that a very, very positive experience. So using a good uh, voice command, uh, go potty, go to the bathroom, using that before the bathroom happens, and then using positive rewards with treats, love, pet, all of that. You have to really lay it on super heavy in order to repeat that um, that behavior. So I don't know if, if that's something that you think... Tra- drink. I've heard people, it, like, is it like 20 minutes after they drink, they normally have to go... Because he, he lets me know when he wants something to drink. Everything else I know. I know when he's hungry and I know when he has to drink. Because I, I can't leave that down because apparently it will splash out. He, he can yeah. put his paw in the cup holder. And I know he's thirsty. So I, I get it. Aw, that's cute. No, definitely puppies and dogs, They if after they 
eat. So after they eat food, generally within 30 minutes, the, 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 the drive to go potty is certainly very strong. Now, it's not necessarily immediate for drinking. Um, but you know if he tanks up on a lot of water, yeah, you should be ready probably within a half hour that you're going to probably want to take this baby out to do the deed. So um, we want to make sure that you're just aware of that timing. Um, but do you think that you're, you're more... You think I need to take the pads up? I, I definitely, I don't like those darn pads for me. I actually had a dog the other day. Someone told me that the dog was um, eliminating. She was peeing on the pad, and then she was also curling up on it later, and that was, she was using it as, as the bed. So she was totally misunderstanding what the purpose of that was. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of them. I like using the crate training method. If you don't like that, you just have to do supervision and make sure when you start to notice those little puppy wiggles, look they give you, you get them out and let them do their duty, and then just lay down super, super crazy about how positive you want to reinforce that. So Okay, so do you leave them in the crate all day? Well, no, not all day. We want to take them out, so only for maybe a couple hours at a time, and then give them activity, exercise, water, food time, all of that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it's a great way not only to house train, but also to keep pups from getting into things that they shouldn't as far as that chewing behavior. So very useful, draws on that den instinct, and I am a huge fan of it. So good luck with that. I I hope everything goes well for you, Tracy. All right. Well, thank you very much. Give your pom-pom a big old hug from all of us here at Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. I said enough. Hey, gang, this is the Money Man, Eddie Money. Make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. We're looking for people overwhelmed by too many pets to be in a TV series about really large animal families. If you or someone you know owns a house full of animals, call us toll-free at one eight seven seven my 8 pets Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten, and if you're like me, you love animals. That's why over 18 years ago, I started my Dick Van Patten's Natural Balance Pet Foods. I wanted to provide the best possible nutrition for dogs and cats based on scientific data, not just marketing hype. Today, my Natural Balance products are respected and fed by top trainers, breeders, and veterinarians from all over the world. So try my Natural Balance for your pets. You won't be disappointed. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. Treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. 
Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created Classic Cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your Classic Cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA, and when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. I've always thought the United Kingdom has been somewhat ahead of the curve with our animals and the treatment of our animals. They have a law, and they have since 2006. It's called the Animal Welfare Act of 2006, ironically. People can be cited for endangering their animals. And what are the kinds of things that can endanger their animals? Yeah, what are they doing? Cigarette smoking. Wow. So That's you can, a big one. It is. Mm-hmm. How, how dangerous is cigarette smoking for our pets? Well, we know that uh, cigarette smoke causes secondhand smoke for people. So it's been shown that pets in households get the same type of problems of secondhand smoke. They get an increased risk of asthma. Uh, different respiratory diseases. And you know, there's an interesting study I remember from many years back, and it actually showed that cats in the risk of a cancer called lymphoma, which is a, actually a type of cancer, um, if there was one smoker in the home, the risk of that cancer was increased two times. Holy moly. Then, if you, but wait, if you have two or more smokers in that household, your cat's risk of developing lymphoma goes up four times. Wow. So, very staggering. And good reason to keep the butts away. (laughs) And and, and what about our dogs? I mean, they have those long old noses. Their whole world is uh, the nose. And don't they get more exposure to smoke because of their big snout in certain breeds? Well, certainly some dogs will have an increased risk of things like nasal cancers. Um, but, you know, just a lot of the things when we talk about dogs and cats, they're licking, they're ingesting their toxins that are they're exposed to off their body. So if we're making uh-huh. those toxins in their immediate environment, we're jeopardizing their health. So, I, you know, I'm definitely all with this uh, UK thing. And Secondhand I, I smoke for humans is not as dangerous as it is for cats or dogs, is it? No, because we don't lick our whole body. Yeah. Well, most of us. <laughs> we wash off those toxins, hopefully. Oh, I'm going to stop licking my body now. Yeah, not a good idea, Al. <laughs> okay, let's hit the phones at 1-866-405-8405. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior questions. And Bobby, working on news. She's working on a story about uh, pets going to heaven. Do your pets go to heaven? I think they do. Why not? Boy, I'll miss them totally. <laughs> uh, wait, does that mean you're going to? Yeah, he's going to. Yeah, the you're going to end up in a different place. Now, do they go to the hell? That's what I want to know. Have you had a bad, bad cat or a bad boog? Hey, boog. No, you and I will be in hell no, together. I, no. I, I'm going to have to go with Judy on this. I just think that they they go to a better place. Yeah. They're they're far more. Their intellect is far more than us. I think, oh, definitely. Levels. Yeah, they they've learned not to talk. They know how to talk. Uh, cats and dogs know how to talk English very well. They just know that that's what gets you into trouble, so they don't talk. They're very smart. No, that's not true. I just made that up. <laughs> anyway, Bobby's working on a story about uh, whether or not pets go to heaven. And also, I understand that she has a story about Michael Vick back in the news with an upside. There's an upside, apparently, to Michael Vick. I can't right. If there could be one, huh? Yeah. And also, I want you to take a look down at your dog. Can you tell if it's fat or not? We're going to tell you how you can tell if it's fat or not. 
just by looking at it and touching some ribs and tickling it and putting it on a scale and, and mocking it. No, you don't have to mock it at all. <laughs> but we'll find out if it's fat. And it's really important because half of America's dogs are overweight. And this could uh, mean arthritis, uh, diabetes, respiratory disease, a uh, whole bunch of stuff. Do you have a lot of fat animals that come in there, Doc? Yeah, you know, we sure do. And, you know, the one thing people can do when, you know, times are tough, everyone's watching their dollars, keep your pet in healthy weight. It's the one thing you can do to keep your pet out of the veterinary hospital and keep your vet uh, bills down. Otherwise, you'll be coming to see me for things like diabetes yeah. and broken uh, ligaments and you name it. Uh, so, yeah. Definitely. Now, I'm actually guilty of what this guy here that we're having on, Dr. Ernie Ward, by the way, I believe he was on Rachel Ray. I believe he's the Rachel Ray veterinarian. Sounds over there. familiar, yes. Very charismatic guy. He tells me, Hal, he says, you overfeed your dog 25% every day. Oh, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's probably because I just put the food down and let Ladybug eat. I don't pick you it gotta up. you got to measure so it. you got to measure it. Absolutely, yeah. Well, he measures it, but then he measures it again and again and again, again, again and again. Okay, she likes yeah. Stella and Chewies. What can I say? <laughs> uh, but uh, he'll be on to, to help us with a plan, including exercise for our fat pets. And it's ironic because I'm not a big guy. I'm kind of a, a thin guy. Yeah. So my pet shouldn't be fat. I get a lot of exercise, but unfortunately I feed some of them too much. We're all guilty of stuff here. Even at Animal Radio, we have our own... Uh, demons. 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 Demon. There you go. Personal yeah. demons. <laughs> I've learned so much from this show. And so it's really great to be very connected and to be here every week. And we welcome you. one 405 8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. Hi, who's this? Christina. Hello, Christina. Thank you for calling me. And sorry for my accent. I mean, a lot of people think it's a Michigan accent. <laughs> but it's a yeah, it's a canine accent. I speak doglish, which is dog language, much better than English. But go ahead. What is your question? Um, I have a Chihuahua, and he okay. doesn't get along with other dogs. Ooh, one of those. Chihuahua. Could, couldn't you get the real dog? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chihuahua doesn't get along with another dog. So okay, it was your own dog, or was another dog somewhere else? Um, other dogs. He gets uh, along with his sister, but that's it. Okay. Do you get along with your sister? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. So what do you get? What do you have to do? You know, uh, let me help you very quickly to solve this problem. It's uh, basically very simple uh, things uh, to do. I want you to buy a little crate, okay? Uh-huh. And I would like you, I want to make sure it's open crate. It's not like a wired crate. It's not like the plastic one. Just right. get the smallest, like smallest one, like for the cat. You know, put the chihuahua in the cat in your house and bring some in other dogs, like one dog at a time. Very nice dogs, like, you know, maybe uh, Labradors, Goldens, like typical Democrats dog who loves everybody, think everybody is a good guy and things like that. Um, and you know what? And when they, when they, Come in your home, your chihuahua is going to bark. I gotta tell you that she will bark. So, thank you. So what you need to do, you need to momentarily, uh, approach the chihuahua to the crate, excuse me, uh, smack that crate slightly with your right or left hand. Don't raise your hand because your goal is not to scare. Your goal is to startle, to make the chihuahua think or worry about something else than worry about another dogs. Make that my famous sound. Ah! As you do it, you can get 
Exactly. You can use a you can use a pet pet convincer, but you also maybe want to get some uh, like air horn, like air horn. Uh, you can buy it in any uh, sporting goods store or again from our website and push the button, it emit the sound as you smack the crate and you make that sound. Ah! And what you need to do, you need to move forward at the same time because moving forward is invasion personal space. It's a sound of dominance on your part. You startle the dog and freeze and look in the dog's eyes. What you're going to do, your dog would look at you and say, Oh, mommy, I didn't even know I, w I was supposed to bark. So once your dog shuts up, you will momentarily look in her eyes and say, and give her something positive, a lot of positive, maybe American cheese, I'm not kidding, uh, American dogs love American cheese, <laughs> or a Polish or Russian kalbasa, uh, without vodka please, just Polish or Russian kalbasa with garlic, which is much better, and the dogs can betray its own mom for the Polish or Russian kalbasa, so give it to her, every time when she is accepting another dogs, and correct her in this way, when she doesn't, Bring two opposite things at the same time and bring a couple of different dogs. I guarantee you it's going to work as the magic. Just like magic there, Christina. Okay. okay. Once you tolerate another dogs in the crate, you can bring the same dogs and from this time maybe have her on the leash. Maybe in right. the beginning if you're afraid she can snap another dog, maybe you want to put a little bit muzzle on it, but I don't think you're going to get into that. I mean, I, I think your chihuahua is smart enough not to bite big goldens or laps. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for calling. Okay. One eight. There's nothing to complain. Uh -huh. It's just just method of doing it. People, when you have the problem, you know you always have a two way of handle this problem, or keep complaining about the problem and focusing on the problem, which is much easy, or take actions, which is much harder. But we got we got to take the actions, and that's the that's the major point of dealing with any behavior problems in dogs. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. The error that Vladi's been talking about. I believe, by the way, it is trademarked and registered there. <laughs> my wife now uses that on me whenever I'm bad. <laughs> it really gets my attention. Uh, much better than any air horn or anything like that. <laughs> Joey, how are you doing? What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing today? Uh, we're hanging, hanging in there, yeah. Intergroom is a, uh, is that a, like a trade show for you groomers? It's an industry trade show for the groomers. It's, um, it's a, it's a world-renowned, um, actually conference. Um, you get people from France, from Italy, from Belgium, Japan, China. I mean, they come from all over wow. to this, um, event. It's an industry, it's an industry event. It's a lot of fun. I've been involved with it for, I'm going to say maybe 25, 26 years. Well, you're the man of the year, Integrum Man of the Year this year, aren't you? I'm the Integrum Man of the Year. The what, first what does that one, mean exactly? So. I, you know, I really don't know. I don't have a clue, to be honest with you. Get a, uh, um, yeah, you just get to see. You know, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's because of my, you know, contributions to um the grooming industry. Um, but um, you know, I really don't know. 
<laughs> they just called me up and said, you're our man of the year. I said, okay, great. Well, you see, when you think of grooming, that's who I think of is Joey Volani, of course, from Groomer Has It. Yes. And uh, the two seasons of that Animal Planet program. And, of course, Dogs 101. And you're filming another program. We're very excited to announce it when it comes out, when it's ready to be announced. You know what? Yes. We're, we're actually doing a few things. Um, we're filming We're filming a a, um, a, a new um, show with Doc um, Karen Halligan. She was yes. the veterinarian on Groomer Has It. Yeah. That one's really based around her, but... We're shooting a pilot too for a um, for a talk show that we're going to um, network out, and you know what? This is really exciting for me because it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, and it's gonna be, you know, even if you're not a pet lover, you're gonna you're gonna find this um, show pretty entertaining. So we Very hope everything wait. goes well, and they to. pick us up. Yeah. That'll be good. I can't wait until that. Of course, you know everybody here, all the dream team. Very exceptional. We're all here to answer your questions. I mean, I don't mean to brag or anything, but let's face it, we all have some pretty nice resumes, except me. But <laughs> I can connect. Yeah, I can connect you with all of these people right here, right now. So if you want to talk to Dog Father Joey Volani or Doctor Debbie, uh, they're all here for you at one eight six. How you're the nucleus? I am the nucleus. I'm like the glue, I'm the peanut butter of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> there you go. Coming up in just a few minutes in news that former L.A. County Assistant Fire Chief charged with felony animal cruelty after he kicked a puppy. Apparently, it was in self-defense. He's receiving a sentencing, and uh, Bobby will be giving us that news in just a few minutes, what that's all about. That's kind of strange. You always think of firemen as sort of being our heroes. Yeah, you look up to You know, I mean... What was it, a six-month-old dog? I mean, come on, what yeah. kind of self-defense could it be? Yeah, uh, He gives firemen it's, bad names. No, I don't know exactly what happened there, but a six-month-old dog, I'm, I'm very skeptical. It's terrible. Bobby's working on the sentencing right now, not her, herself. I mean, she's <laughs> going to report on it. Uh, but we do know that he's been demoted. He's no longer a fire chief. Good. This is Animal Radio. Hi, this is Iron Chef Cat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. Hi, this is Rue McClanahan on Animal Radio. Stay and neuter your pets. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. There may actually be an upside to the Philadelphia Eagles signing of convicted dogfighter Michael Vick to their roster as a backup quarterback. More people are aware of the so-called sport of dogfighting and that it's illegal. The number of investigations has jumped, according to the Pennsylvania Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. The organization says, A surge in awareness since Vic joined the team last year, along with a hotline to report dog fighting, has resulted in stepped-up enforcement and enough witness information to pursue prosecution in more cases. British researchers are taking a hard look at the behavior of toads uh, prior to a major earthquake. The scientists observed a mass exodus of toads from a breeding site in central Italy. Just five days later, a 6.3 magnitude quake struck and severely damaging the nearby town of L'Aquila, killing hundreds of people. Researcher Rachel Grant said the behavior suggests, quote, that toads are able to detect pre-seismic cues and use these as a form of earthquake early warning system, end quote. And do pets go to heaven? That question has been posed for years, and Discovery News attempted to answer it by consulting some experts. Christianity preaches that every living being has a chance to get into heaven, while Judaism cites religious texts saying the God of Israel bestowed life into animals, allowing them to have living souls. Islam has the opposite view, according to an official at the London Mosque, who said animals do not have souls. 
Buddhists have the most unique answer of all. Since they believe animals are sentient beings, their doctrine believes humans can be reborn as animals, and any animal may be reborn as a human. So there you go. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter with a tip for traveling with your cat. Be sure your cat's identification is firmly attached. Make sure vaccinations are up to date and medications are packed. Don't forget to bring your cat's medical records, particularly if you're crossing state lines. Get more tips from Dr. McPete at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Herb Springer's Quick Release Dog Training Collar. Very humane, very gentle. Find a store near you at AnimalRadio.com. This is Animal Radio, baby. of America's dogs are overweight. They're obese, and it could cause all kinds of problems from arthritis to diabetes to just a shorter lifespan. And in just a few minutes, Dr. Ernie Ward will be joining us with some tips how to keep your pet fit and in shape. He has a great new book. I love it. It talks about everything. I mean, it has weight loss plans. It has meals. uh, It has exercises. Good stuff. He's a fun guy. Great book. Stay on Rachel. Yeah, and definitely a big, big topic. I mean, as Americans, we get used to seeing fat dogs. It is very sad. Yeah, and I'm going to ask him the big question that I know we're all just waiting for some me to ask. What's that? (laughs) If you're a fat owner or do you have a fat pet? (laughs) That's what I want to know. Well, I can tell you from experience on my end, it is something we do see because, you know, you learn behaviors and you pass it on to your children or your pets. So, yeah, Plus, you're not getting the exercise. Your pet's not getting the exercise. Right. Well, you, they're not walking themselves, are they? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on the way, we'll have uh, Dr. Ernie Ward to help us with that. Let's hit the phones. I believe we... Uh, I'm sorry. Before we go to the phones, i got to just ask you, what is that you have right there, Dr. Debbie? <laughs> Isn't he adorable? It looks like a little bird. I thought it was stuffed, but that's a live bird you have there. It, it is. This is my little uh, my little baby hummingbird. I couldn't resist. Someone dropped him off at the office the other day, and I've been nursing him for about four or five days now. What, and is he a baby without his mom, wow. or how are you nursing yeah, him? Yeah, we had a lot of high winds um, from these horrible uh, windstorms this week, and uh, I assume he fell out of the nest. And I, you know, a lot of times we, what the best thing you can do is return the baby bird to the nest. Don't bring him to the vet, ah. because the best chance at survival is to stay with mom. But so far, we're doing okay. The little guy's eating and He's so much fun, um, so we're hoping to be able to release him uh, probably in the next week or so. And he's not wow. afraid of you, is he? No, I'm his mama now, so he sees me coming, and my <laughs> finger gets near him. He wants food. He just opens it up. <laughs> he's so that? adorable. All, all about, you know, like maybe 10 grams is all he weighs. So, <laughs> Is that going to be hard for him to adjust and get on his own without his mom once you're ready to release him? Yeah, we're hoping not. Um, what we're going to start training him to is to start accepting some of the nectar on his own without having that be hand-fed to him, as well as introducing him to some small insects. Because i got to tell you, it's it's kind of gross how you get the insects in him right now. Oh, yeah. you, you don't have to chew it up and then yeah. spit it into his mouth, do you? No, no, but there is a processing stage, which my nieces, my 8- and 10-year-old nieces, actually helped in on and and um yeah taking the mealworm guts we call it mealworm stew but <laughs> it's very important for the little guy he needs it so you know they stepped up to the bat to help <laughs> now do you feel knowledge in hummingbirds i mean you feel capable or do you have to do your research 
I, I'm learning a lot, and just from this little guy. Um, a lot of people think that hummingbirds don't have feet, and I gotta say that you know, it, until you see one up close, you really don't think about it. But they have these tiny little feet that are used just to perch. They don't really walk like regular birds. Um, so uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that I'm learning that just from hands-on that you just wouldn't get otherwise. Well, how fun is yeah, that? Okay, hi. Dr. Debbie's here to answer your vet medical questions. Dog father Joy Volani is here with your dog be excuse me your grooming questions. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, with your dog behavior questions and our animal communicator joy turner uh, susan sims with your pet travel and i think she has giveaways today love her giveaways let's cool. hit the phone i think it's line three we're going to in barbara hey barbara how are you hi how are you today good where are you today i'm in texas beautiful livingston, big old texas. texas houston livingston livingston texas okay where is that yeah. nearby uh it's north of houston about an hour and a half hour Sounds like that. Sounds like a big place for a lot of animals. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds very quaint. It sounds very nice and homey. I don't know if that's accurate, but it's wonderful. <laughs> What's going on with it's your pets? Country. Uh, I have a 12, she'll be 12 this year, miniature pincher. Uh, she was spayed when she was a year old. And she's been diagnosed with Cushing's disease uh, three years ago. Okay. Now she has uh, liver problems. And currently she's on, I think it's pronounced Denimarin. Uh She okay. gets a half tablet daily in the mornings. And But she's having arthritis problems also. She had a broken leg when she was small, about a year old, year and a half. And she's having arthritis problems. And I'm wondering, is there anything that she we can give her to help ease the arthritis that she does have liver problems? Right, yeah, because that's a big concern when we're talking. Now, I just want to double check. You said she's diagnosed with Cushing's. Is she being treated for that, or are you just monitoring? Uh, they her? haven't put her on any medication for it. They're just keeping a watch on her, and uh, she goes once a month for blood work because of her uh, her liver enzymes being so high. Okay. All right. Just just making sure I know what all meds she might be on. Now, Cushing's disease, for those that might not know, this is a kind of a hormone problem that is related to the adrenal glands and how the body produces too much cortisol or the fight-or-flight hormone. So in Cushing's patients, they have too much cortisone in their body, and it can cause some changes where they drink a lot, pee a lot. They get kind of a big pot belly appearance, and we can see panting and um, Cushing's disease is kind of a, a tough disease to diagnose, so a lot of times um, some people don't do it because there's a lot of steps to do to figure out at what level the problem is. Now, yeah, in your we went situation, through, uh, four different tests, uh, uh-huh. about about six weeks worth of testing before they decided that well, what it was to verify yeah. it and make sure that they were accurate. Yeah, yeah. And some of the older styles of treating Cushing's disease included some pretty toxic chemicals, uh, lysodrin, a medicine that can be pretty touchy to work with for the pet and a lot of side effects. So nowadays we treat with trilostane, um, which um, I find very uh, well accepted by most dogs. Now, if you're not actually treating the Cushing's disease, we know things are going to happen, and we know that liver values are going to be high on blood work. And that makes it hard because how do you know when it's Cushing's disease that's making those liver values high, and how do you know if it's really another liver problem so that's kind of the boggle it sounds like that your vet might be kind of stuck in there that to figure that out now denimarin is a supplement we use to help 
make that liver function better. Basically, it helps the liver cells function more efficiently. It doesn't cure liver disease, but it's something to try to make that the optimum situation. So um, I definitely like the idea that you're using that. And there are definitely medicines for arthritis we might not want to use if our liver is in question. So what else can you do? couple things. One, we talked about obesity a little bit earlier. Um, make sure that we're in good weight. That is the number one thing people can do for pets with arthritis. Many dogs, we don't have to even give them pills. If we can get their weight down to a manageable level, it takes a lot of stress off those joints. The other thing that I would... The large, she's out of the large, uh, one of the larger men's pens, so she's heavy. She weighs 17 pounds. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. If I had her in front of me, I'd look at her and give her a little body condition score. <laughs> but some other options we can use as well for arthritis, and these might be things that we want to look into. Uh, one would be glucosamine, which is a joint supplement, can help those joints function more efficiently, and uh, it's usually very well t- well tolerated. So that would be one thing. The the other thing in the medicine that I use a lot of times when there's other health problems going on and we don't want to dabble in those other drugs is um, a medicine called tramadol. And uh, people actually take this drug as well. Ultram is what it's also known as. Um, but it can work very nicely for chronic pain, um, things such as cancer pain. Um, but osteoarthritis, um, pets that are just having trouble getting around, that is a good option. And I talked to your veterinarian about that because um, that's something okay. that um, I use quite a bit. Tramadol, for my right? Tramadol. Uh, you got yeah. it. Yeah. So I'd give that a whirl and, and see. And then, you know, it sounds like you're really on top of things with that Cushing's disease. And, and it it is a tough one to manage. So best wishes to you, Barbara. And thank you so much for calling the show. We appreciate it. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. When it comes to controlling cat box odor, there's no such thing as good enough. Buy the best or smell the rest. In other words, get World's Best Cat Litter with patented formulas made from whole kernel corn. World's Best Cat Litter is 100% natural and scientifically proven to deliver unsurpassed odor control, compact clumping, and longer-lasting use. See what a difference just one bag makes. And for a limited time, save big when you buy. To download a coupon, go to worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for Canine Caviar. Learn more at CanineCaviar.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. 
Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel and destination reviews, health and wellness topics, dog training advice, and the latest fashion trends. You can find Fido-Friendly magazine at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, and Petco, or simply go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the only magazine your dog will thank you for. You're listening to Animal Radio. Okay, I I don't know if this is some kind of joke, but every week when I turn around, someone puts a bag of world's best cat litter on my chair. (laughs) Was it Boog? It it could be Boog, the studio cat. And of course, this is the litter that we use here at Animal Radio, way before they ever were a sponsor. Oh, yes. This is the way we do it here at Animal Radio. I think you like the clumping formula. I think it's one of the best clumping formulas on the market. It's easy to scrape out of the pan. Once it clumps, it clumps real quickly. It really does cut down on the smell. Now, they're not modest with the name World's Best Cat Litter. (laughs) No. But it is truly the world's best cat litter. And uh, Dr. Ruth McPete joins us occasionally, and she's joining us again. Hi, doctor. How are you doing? Good, thank you. We were just talking about Earth Day coming up this week and how World's Best Cat Litter is involved this year. Well, they've always really been involved because World's Best Cat Litter is a very green product to begin with. World's Best Cat Litter has always been a very green product and really ahead of their times in terms of making sure that people are cutting down on the amount of waste that's ending up in landfill because, as you know, this is an all-natural product that is a flushable litter, and so it's really a good thing because it's not ending up in our landfills. And, and I mean, it's estimated that 10 million tons of waste from pets ends up in landfills every year. So they've really been ahead of their time in terms of making sure that we are using products that are eco-friendly and that are good for people, pets, and the planet. You know, a lot of litters say they're septic safe, Mm -hmm. but they're not really septic safe because uh, you put clays and all of that other clumping stuff in there. This Mm -hmm. really is septic safe. Yes, because of the fact that it is an all-natural litter and it's not from clay and doesn't have silica in it, it is a very safe product as well as the fact that it's good for the environment, that it's not going to end up in a landfill if you use it in a septic system. Well, what I notice is with other litters, when my cats got in and scratched around, even when I was pouring a new bag of litter, there was a lot of dust I had mm-hmm. to wait to sell them. And I had a closed cat box, and my cat would come out, and you could just see the, oh, the, the dust. cloud. Yeah. I thought, he's really breathing that stuff in. And yeah. If I can jump in here as an asthmatic, that's the other thing that I like about World's Best. You don't get that cloud yeah. of, uh-huh. I don't want that in my lungs, whatever it is. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want it in my lungs, and I don't, I don't want, want it in my cat's, cat's lungs. lungs. Yeah. Well, and a lot of yeah. Litters, a lot of litters claim to be dust-free, uh-huh. but what I always tell my clients as a veterinarian is that the, the true test is when you pour the bag. If you're pouring <laughs> the bag in the litter box uh-huh. and a cloud of dust comes up, like you said, it's not dust-free. And that's where, again, really? world's best cat litter, truly, you're not going to see that. You're not going to see a cloud of dust that could be dangerous for your pet, for you, for anyone with asthma or breathing problems. Or my dog. Not gonna, yeah, or your pet, exactly, because the <laughs> cat is confined in a small little space and and think about all of the dust and everything they're being exposed to. I know some of those litters that have the scents, uh, they smell the, the funky fragrances. Mm-hmm. Those are chemicals, aren't they? Yes. Again, with animals that have, animals or people that have asthma or respiratory problems may be sensitive to those fragrances. Obviously, not everybody is and not every animal is, but animals with asthma or bronchitis, which is fairly common. We do see that in cats. Again, this is not a good thing to have. And so 
if you can avoid it, really the scents are there for us. The pet doesn't necessarily care about lavender scent. So if you can avoid it, it's always better to not use those. And again, world's best cat litter is a litter that is fragrance free. Mm, good stuff. I'm going to go ahead and give away this bag that's sitting on my chair. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Try this out, and if if you don't get through today, there's a three dollar off coupon at the website at animalradio.com. Dr. Ruth McPeet, thanks so much for joining us. We'll speak to you soon again. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio. Radio, one 405 celebrating our connection with our pets. And this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Senior Pet Products. I wanted to mention this. This is so cool because it's, it's not on the website, and there's really no other place that you're going to hear about this right now, so it's kind of secret. But <gasps> It's some cool stuff. It is. Uh, I, I've gone there because I have a senior dog. Do, and, uh, what kind of things do you get for your senior dog? Well, you know what? We, 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 we got special bedding. Um, we have, um, you know, the pet steps so they can get up and down off of my sofa. I that mean, makes Miles a big is a little bit, is, it, it makes a major difference. But I went to this, um, the senior pet, um, products website and, um, do you know that you can get 25% off your entire order as well if you go there and there's a code that you need to put in? Okay, what's the what's code? The I'm going to write this down yes. here. Cause it can... is Radio, R-A-D-I-O-S-P-P. Oh, it's in Senior and Pet Pro. Okay, Radio S-P-P. You know what? It's a really, really cool website. Interesting stuff for your seniors. SeniorPetProducts.com. Get 25% off your entire order by putting Radio S-P-P into the promo code. I believe, I don't know if it's still up there, they have a big old Animal Radio logo on the front page. Can't miss it. Can't miss it, and you get your discount before you even start shopping, so you can see your discount as you shop. SeniorPetProducts.com. Good guys over there. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, was limping the other day, and I thought, oh, geez, it's it's not one of those bone things where they slips out of joint or something like that, because it's known to happen with small dogs. It happens frequently. But turns out it was their darn nails. I hadn't trimmed her nails, and of course, Judy gives me the, the job of trimming her nails. And I do it with one of these little hand clipper things. And it does... Yeah, you're laughing, aren't you? Should I be using one of those uh, polishing stones or those automatic ones? I've never... I'm afraid of those, Joey. You, you know, it it, it it all depends on how. It's, it's, some dogs will respond better to it, and other dogs like nail clippers. Personally, I mean, I'm an old school guy. I'm a nail clipper guy. Um, I'm not big with the Dremels, but the Dremels on some dogs just make it a little bit easier. Dremels, is and that what it's called? Do? Yes. It, yes, it's a Dremel. It's, um, hmm. you know, basically, it's, all it is is, is, is is a sander, a grinder. That's basically what it is. But you got to get one for pets because if you use the regular Dremel tool, if the dog's hair gets caught around the spinning oh, no, um, yeah. wheel, oh. it rips it right out of the dog's, well, right, right out of the dog's skin. So oh. the other ones will stop with a little bit of pressure. So you can't over apply the pressure. But if you you're screamish about your dog's nails bleeding. The Dremel's the way to go. But that doesn't mean they're going to let you do it. <laughs> okay. See, I can't get her to do it yet because she's afraid of the motor. But I'm sure I can get her to get comfortable with it. I just have to apply myself 
to do it. But uh, and by the time I get her trained to do all of that, I could have had her all her nails snipped with a regular old clipper. So that's what I'm doing on my Saturday. It. Huh? Yeah, let Joey do it. You want to you do it? Okay, I'll yeah. let you do it. Let him be the bad guy. Before Absolutely. you go home today, you can do that. There you go. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie's here answering your vet medical questions. I noticed you're drinking the same stuff you're feeding your hummingbird there. Is that what? What is that? Is that? Are you drinking sugar water, Doctor Debbie? Sure, it's sugared soda, you know. But I, I'm feeding my friend his little sugar solution, um, in addition to bugs. But uh, right now, during the day, I give him the the sugar solution. He, but yeah, he's you know keeps him going, keeps his energy up, and uh, you know he needs it because these guys are active little fellas. I want to tell listeners if you just tuned in, Doctor Debbie brought in a hummingbird today he's that so she's cute. caring for. I've never seen one so yeah. tame that you can uh, get so close. <laughs> And be so she lost her mom in an accident. What was the deal? Well, presumably in a, a bad weather, um, so definitely got kicked out of the nest, if anything. And then, so yeah, so that's when I picked up and took care of this baby. And uh, you know, they eat a ton. And uh, actually, hummingbirds eat half their weight every single day. So do I. And huh? <laughs> Your grocery bill must be crazy. It's amazing. And I don't gain any weight whatsoever. Yeah, no, but, he doesn't. Uh, so, so the hummingbird uh, just seems to. Does it sleep with you? What do you do with it? I mean. No, I, I kind of make him nice and warm and cozy at night. He has uh-huh. this little enclosure, and um, so. But uh, during the day, he comes with me to work. He sits on my front on my desk, looks me in the eye when I'm on the phone or at the, <laughs> on the computer, and uh, you know he stares at me, and I can tell when it's time that he's hungry. Will you set him I, free I eventually? Took him to, what's that? Will you set him free eventually? I didn't mean to interrupt Absolutely. you there. Absolutely, yes. I mean he's not a pet. Okay. Um, he is a wild creature. I'm just rehabilitating. Where did you say I you took him, him to? I took him to a meeting the other day at one of my disaster uh, preparedness oh. meetings, and all these human doctors and nurses were just going gaga over him. They thought it was the coolest thing. Feed him, feed him, let me see him eat. And it was just hilarious that they were just, you know, all these stuffy types, and they were having a blast watching how long this do guy. You, how long do you think he'll be with you? I'm thinking barely a week from here, because he's just yesterday he got off the ground, and he got off like two inches off the ground, was hovering. So I, I think by a week he'll be ready to be off on his own and... Maybe go to my backyard. I've got a hummingbird feeder out there, so I'm hoping it'll oh, wow. stay close. Now, do you have to chew up food for it and then spit it and regurgitate it into its mouth? <laughs> I do take the mealworms, and I kind of take the guts, and I squish them all up, and I put prepare that by a syringe and give oh. it to him that way. But no, I'm, I'm not <clears throat> regurgitating myself. <laughs> I'm just seeing how far you're getting into it there. But he's a cutie there. He's, he's he a little doll there. If you want to talk to Dr. Debbie right now, she, as you can see, is well-versed in almost any animal, whether it be bird or fish or dog or cat, iguana or ferret, a flamingo. She knows about it. She works in Las Vegas. She's That's all I need to say. All. Yes. <laughs> One out of every two dogs in America is overweight. Jeez. Yeah, it's a, it's a shocking new statistic. Why did you look at me when you said that? <laughs> I... <laughs> You know, I mean, your head went from one side of the room to the other and looked right at me. I was looking at your tattoo. It always catches me by oh, surprise. Yeah. Blame it on the ink. Well, exactly. You're you're a big guy. You know, you know you're you're big bone though. You know, I mean, you know what yes, I mean, right? I'm a fat skeleton. I'm a fat skeleton. Are, are, are you? How are your animals? How are your dogs? Are they? What do they look like, Joey? Are they? Are you know, they overweight? Two of them. No, no, no. One of them, one of them is um, the Buster, who was um, he was our, he's our cancer survivor, so we're a little bit more lenient with him. Sure. The other two, um, we've changed their diet some, you know, 
drastically, mainly since I've come out to California. And um, the other two are in pretty good condition, um, you know, good weight. So we want your animals to be fit, and we brought Dr. Ernie Ward on. He'll be joining us in just a few minutes to help us with that. And, and maybe you can get a couple of tips there, Joey, for your dogs. You know, I was, you took those words out of my mouth. I was going <laughs> to ask you that myself if I could get a few tips from Ernie. <laughs> Live from the Gift for Life Studios, celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal and Judy. And the whole dream team is present and accounted for. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Susan Sims. Bobby working on news as well as doing her little Twitter social networking thing. How's that going, by the way? We Twitter quite a bit, and we have lots of faithful followers. How many? For our Twittering. Yeah, we must be up to like um, thousands now, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Still trying to break 200, Hill. You see, I don't think this Twitter thing is going to catch on. I really don't. I don't. Same as the iPad. Did you go out and get your new iPad? Oh, yes. I got four or five of them. No. You know what? I've, yeah. I got to tell you, I'm really not intrigued by it. Uh, you know, you, you see it. How, okay. How yes. come? Because you are you are a big tech guy for, in my mind. Why are you not intrigued by this big old iPad? Because I have a computer. Big, and yeah. I have a laptop. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. It's, big to carry it's around. It's really nothing new for me. Uh-huh. It's a kid? I think they're not going to do as well as they are proposing they're going to do for those very reasons. We all have laptops or lap books or an iPhone. Or yeah. Why do we need this third big eight and a half by whatever it is? Now, so, I, if I'm going to be portable, I want something smaller to carry around or I'll just use my laptop. Uh-huh. You don't think the iPad's going to do very well, huh? I don't. That's my prediction. Yeah. Guido, could you sell that stock real fast? <laughs> oh, boy. Sell, sell. So, that's... Uh, I think it will do very well, and I just am not intrigued personally. I'm a little bit jealous because you know all these uh, other big celebrities. Not not that we're a celebrity at all. I see all these big guys like uh, Leno uh-huh. getting a free one to talk about on the air, and uh, all the, yeah, like the news local news. Us some free ones, I tell you what, if they're listening, yeah, yeah, if they're listening and they Dummies. want to send us one, we'll try it out and talk about it on the air. There you go. Sure, the offer's out there. <laughs> oh boy, we got off. Got off the subject there, didn't we? Just a little bit. Sorry about that. My bad. Hey, listen. Uh, Dr. Debbie's working on their way into the studio. Joey is uh, answering your grooming questions. He has a brand new segment this week. What did you decide it was going to be called? Joey, the dog father with tips you can reuse. No? Well, no. 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 Okay. Maybe with, like, we'll, Godfather we'll go music. our second yeah. choice. Yeah. yeah. What was the what, second choice? <laughs> Godfather music is always makes everything better. It does. Yeah. It really sort does. Sort of like bacon. <laughs> Okay, let's try that again later with the music. When he enters the studio, we'll play the the music. music. And then uh, animal communicator Joy Turner. Phones are ringing like crazy today for her. I can't believe it. It's it's like people really want to talk to their animals. Dead animals, live animals, animals that they just can't uh, get to behave. So we have all the lines lined up for her. That's all here on uh, today's Animal Radio. If you want to touch base with us, toll free 1-866-405-8405. By the way, 50% of... 
America's dogs are overweight. Could be one of your dogs, and it could lead to arthritis, uh, diabetes, a bunch of diseases. We'll be talking to an expert in just a few minutes. Plus, Bobby's covering it in the news. It's like we planned it or something. Yes, a theme. It's scary how organized we are sometimes. Oh, oh speaking of things floating around in the galaxy, did I tell you that Slater's mom got him a pheromone machine to calm him down? There's a machine for that now? You mean, I know I there's a little plug-in. There's plug-in. plugins, yeah. Is that it? Okay, maybe that's it because I, I haven't gone over and actually seen it, but... Slater is my neighbor's cat. He sure. just thinks he lives here. Yes. But there's college kids in the in the family, and they have since, you know, gone to college. And sometimes they're home, sometimes they're not. Creates great a bit of confusion for this poor Slater kitty. Yeah. So he gets all stressed out, right? Yeah. So one of one of his mom's friends, who's a kitty expert, suggested the pheromone machine. Yeah. Wow. And it works. Well, you see, I know the plug-ins, and then there's also a collar. Now, yeah, a collar from Fila Way Comfort Zone. This is, this is a plug-in in their house, yeah. and it, it's it's working quite well with with my neurotic neighbor. So it is working. It is working because we hear about fifty-fifty on that. It seems to be working with him, and this is this is a neutered male cat who is very sensitive to any changes in his environment. He's he's just a precious little flower, is what he is. When you but hear people now. talking about Filaway, they, they either uh, endear it or they, they say really? it was a waste of money. I mean, there's no one that's gray, no one in the gray area mm-hmm. there. They, it they either, either works or it doesn't. Yeah. It seems to be working in a positive way on, on the poor Slater Kitty. And no one has no it's effect on humans. No. No. <laughs> not yet. We're they, not they, any we crazier than we used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to the phones next with Dr. Debbie, dog father Joey Villani. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Blotty the world famous Russian dog wizard. 1 405 Live from the Gift for Life Studios, this is Animal Radio. Here's your dream team Dr. Debbie, Joey Villani, Joy Turner, Bobby Hill. Vinny Penn and Susan Sims. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Oh, don't forget Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. We just haven't, well, we don't have it in the budget to get a new ID, frankly. <laughs> and uh, You'll just have to say it every time. Just, I'll, I'll say it every time. <laughs> Can we get Boris Badenov to do it for us? Because it would be really funny. That would be very cool. Yeah. Don't you know him? Is he is he following us, uh, Twitter? He's, he's, he's following us, That's isn't he? That's a good question, Hal. I'm going to find out now. <laughs> Dr. Debbie is here answering your vet medical questions. She's shaking her head like, why do I hang out with these people? <laughs> Dog father Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Pet travel expert Susan Sims. We're all here, including Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, is back in fine form today, answering your uh, dog behavior questions. I see that the former L.A. County assistant fire chief that was charged with felony animal cruelty. Remember, he didn't he kick a puppy? Well, how did he exactly hurt, he kill that puppy? He beat a six-month-old puppy to death, and in mm. being fair and balanced, his excuse was he was acting in self-defense. A puppy. And he's the fire chief. Now, as a fire chief... Not anymore. Well, really, he's... Former huh? assistant... Oh. Can you say lost his gig? I know you can, but it's okay. He's got a new one, which involves three years probation, a 90-day sentence, which he only has to serve on weekends. And I'll tell you all the other stuff the judge is going to make him do coming up in the news. Okay, very cool. It's When you think about firemen in particular. Mm-hmm. You think about heroes. Yeah, you really do. Doing well, good, look at, going beyond. Here's, here's the antithesis of our fireman, Joe, 
who risked his life to save the abandoned dog or the lost dog in the L.A. River oh. in yeah. January. Yeah. Now that's what you think of when you think of fire. Right. That's and I'm we, sure that's what L.A. County Fire Department would like us to think of rather than this idiot former assistant fire chief. Okay, well, I can't wait to find out about his sentence coming up in the news. I also see in the U.K., people who smoke are being warned that they could be charged? Is it is it correct? Charged or fined? What the is it? The Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Oh. They're taking this very seriously. Uh-huh. And they're giving pet owners who are smokers a choice. I'll tell you what that choice is coming up. Can't we just go to the news now? I'm really intrigued by all of this. <laughs> Not going to tell you. you got to wait, Hal. <laughs> okay. Going to make you wait. Uh, this Healthy Helping of Animal Radio is brought to you by Blue Buffalo, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family. They now have a uh, grain-free recipe, 100% grain-free. If you have a, an animal, a dog that's allergic to that grain, and there's a lot that are. Yeah. I'm a human that's allergic to that grain. But Would that be like a gluten-sensitive? It is a gluten-sensitive. You're very oh. smart. I like how smart. I went to college. Yeah, she was talking. Uh, uh, cops speak to me. Just before the frat parties. I didn't attend any classes. I miss yeah. a lot of that screening calls. <laughs> yeah, you miss most of the show while you're screening I calls. Do. She was she was giving me numbers. She was like ten, twenty, thirty, oh, fifty. I'm me. impressed. It was very. How was he listening? Say, Judy. He doesn't excited. know what he's talking about. <laughs> Blue Buffalo. I'm sure they're a very proud sponsor of Animal Radio. We're going to line four. We have Steve on the phone. Hey, Steve. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. Where are you today? Uh, I'm in Dallas. Dal- beautiful Dallas, Texas. Is everything really, really that big there? Uh, pretty big. <laughs> pretty big. Okay. The size of my wife. Oh, okay. Oh, ah. so, oh boy. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a terrible joke. I apologize. Yeah, yeah you should. You should have. Uh, Steve, you're talking to the Vladi, world-famous Russian dog wizard. I've been in Texas, and I love that state. I like really the ladies in your state. They are so sweet, and they know how to treat the men. I don't know where this came from, but I really noticed that big difference, big difference. Uh, I'm glad you like it. I think people are just a little more polite here. They are. Uh, maybe climate. A little more friendly. Okay. Okay, Steve, uh, what can I do for you? I have a, a puppy, a little mud. He's almost two years old now, mm-hmm. and he has no sense of cars. In fact, when... Um, he sees cars. He almost he, he likes to run in front of them. He likes to run in front of vehicles, and I don't know how to train him or how to teach him that you could get killed by doing that. He's not stupid lab or golden, no? Um, it's hard to say. I think he's a combination of border collie and pointer. Okay. Maybe he has a little lab in him, too, yeah. Yeah, they're very childish. That, that's what they like to do. Uh, okay, here is what I would, would like you to do, because, you know, uh, there is a... You can do the hard way, you can do easy way. Uh, hard way requires a lot of skills, expertise, um, an easy way probably less. The hard way normally using by the leader school for the blind, that's what they do. They're teaching the dogs uh, not be afraid, but be apprehensive of the cars. But it requires a lot of skills. Uh, just, you know, I know in Texas <laughs> drivers are crazy, are back in Russia. So, you know, here is how they do it. I'm not suggesting you to do it, I just... For everyone, probably people, you know, listening us all over and interested to to know how, um, at least that school, at least the school which which uh, I was uh, helping with, which a leader school of blind people in Rochester, Michigan, how they teach the dogs stay away from the cars. Basically, it's simple. The person stays with the dog, 
and the assistant uh, very sharply approaching from the vehicle from the left and just push the brakes and bam make that sounds and that's the make sounds the handle push pull the dog back like he got scared himself and make sure the dog reacted uh, appropriately backwards from the vehicle. But again, it, it requires skills and uh, the... Isn't, isn't the there shock. a shortcut for Steve? I mean, is there a simpler way? It is. The simplest way would be this way. I know, I know uh, hell, I made you be nervous by, uh, by <laughs> describing more sophisticated well, ways. I don't the want shortcut. people to start sending their dogs out into, into real traffic to train them. So there's no, people are not crazy like that. I mean, but people would like to listen. I mean, we. I'm here not to be politically correct. I'm here just tell the people the truth as it is. That's what they love me. So wait. Okay. So Steve, uh, here is the shortcut. It's simple. Get to the party store and get some water balloons. Put the ba- put the water in the water balloons. And the same thing to do it instead of pushing the brakes. Ask some of your friend neighbor uh, approach the vehicle close to your dog and as he approach sharply those on the floor next to the dog those water balloons oh. it's going to create a big bam, bam boom the dog backs up and uh, you do a few times the dog's going to stay away from the vehicles so that's, I'm sorry, that's put, I'm sorry. I, don't, I, I don't understand put water balloons on the floor and run them over with the car is that what you mean no 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 no, no. your friend needs to have a water balloons in the vehicle approach the vehicle to you which is holding the uh, leash and uh, <laughs> drop those balloons on the floor Oh, okay. So to have somebody in the vehicle drop the water balloons. Yeah, the dog will associate the vehicles with the balloons. Uh-huh. And if you should do it a few times in different circumstances, the dog going to stay away from the vehicle. Okay. Let me ask you something. I, I have a neighbor who gave me some advice. I think it sounds crazy. He told me, me, oh, hit, he told me, hit the dog with the car very light so he knows, so he understands what a car can do to him. That's Texas, baby. <laughs> That's <laughs> Texas hell. That's Texas. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was waiting for that explanation. <laughs> you know what? What can I tell you? Of course not. Uh, I mean, in this, it's not going to be me trying to be politically correct or not, but I, I don't believe in the treatment which can be worse than disease and right. I believe in this situation yeah you can make much worse than better I mean one mistake you can injure the dog if he would have a Labrador or a Golden I would suggest he maybe use electronic colors in this situation I would uh, I would put electronic color in and I would approach and push the button the dog's backs up and uh, even though some people who are hearing us right now will try to kill me because oh, how it's so cruel to use it but people you know what shut up because sometimes <laughs> in our life we need to choose between bad and worse. This is maybe not the perfect world, and this is not maybe perfect approach, but you know, if the dog can hit by the car, it could be much worse. But it's not golden or lab. I believe water balloons will work just fine. Steve, thank you for hearing Vladi on Animal Radio, and uh, tell everyone around when the Vladi talks, everyone is listening. As you all know, many, many emails. I would like to address two most common for the last few weeks, which I received. People asking me, Vladi, what the heck dog training color you are always recommending? And my answer would be Herm Springer. It's a German. Herm Springer dog training colors. Very humane, very gentle. Create a gentle grip through the neck. Imitate a doggy mama bite. Will not hurt, will not harm your pets. And this is the would be starting point of dealing with unruly pets. 
cigarettes. I highly suggest you get for your little terrorist yeah, pinch color. Have a very bad attitude. We can keep complaining or we can take the actions. This is the only color I solely approve. They are very humane. What is the name of it? Prong color with right. quick release by company Herm Springer. And that's spelled H-E-R-M-S-P-R-E-N-G-E-R. And, of course, we have links at the Animal Radio website. Got it. Sometimes people are crazy. Dogs are okay, that's for sure. <laughs> One of the joys of owning a dog is going places together. Kurgo's award-winning line of pet travel products makes this easier and safer for your pet. The Kurgo line includes everything from a backseat barrier, which keeps Fido in the backseat, to an auto zip line to keep your dog secure. And for the little guys, Kurgo has a Skybox booster seat, which provides them with a clear view of the road. If you're going somewhere with your dog, visit Kurgo.com. That's K-U-R-G-O.com. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. This is Animal Radio. Yo, baby. I want you to look down at your animal right now and honestly tell me, does he or she look overweight? Because it's more than just vanity. It's about arthritis. It's about diabetes. It's about respiratory disease. It's about a decrease in lifespan. And that's just for you. Your animal might have the same thing. I'm wondering if you're the kind of person that sits in front of a couch right now, eating popcorn on a couch, on a couch <laughs> eating yeah, popcorn and watching TV, pretty likely your dog is going to be there. Popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. That's better. Oh. 50% of America's dogs are overweight, and the percentage continues to rise every year. And we have Dr. Ernie Ward joining us. Brand new book out called Chow Hounds. And I think he's touching on some very poignant subjects that we need to face. It's the big elephant in the room. Dr. Ward, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and, and thanks for having me on. It, it is a big elephant. I mean, our, our dogs are turning in from man's best friend to man's best blimp right before our very eyes. The question I had earlier, Bobby and I were talking about this, fat owners, fat pets? You know, sadly, we are a nation of excess. We've got 68% of U.S. adults now classified as overweight or obese. We've got almost 50% of the pets, so you do the math. Yes, we're all too large, and that's really the problem. See, it's not our imagination. (laughs) It's not. As much as I wish I could take off the glasses and shrink everybody down to, to normal size, I don't have those glasses. I do this thing called free feeding. I'm told I'm not supposed to do it. I put out food for my cats whenever they're hungry. I make sure there's food always out there. I'm not one of those people that puts it out in the morning, picks up the bowl or anything. I'm a bad boy. Is this this correct? I mean, this is what's leading to an obese American? It, It is. It is. Quite frankly, you know, we can't count on our pets to count their calories because, you know, they don't do math. They can't read the labels. So if we rely on the free feeding technique, as you're sort of doing, you are going to find that these kitty cats get bored. They're stressed. 
a variety of reasons. In fact, the changing composition of the pet foods themselves will drive them to eat more than they need to. And this is very different. You know, the pet foods that we're feeding today are not the pet foods of our childhood. There's a lot of changes that are occurring. And, of course, all of this adds up. You mentioned the the couch potato lifestyle. I call our pets lap potatoes, right, because they're right beside us watching the TV, eating the bonbons. And we've got the, you know, diets that are high in calories, high in fats and carbs. We've got a sedentary lifestyle. We've got sugar now that's being added to foods. Really? Wow, just a perfect sugar form. added to the foods. Sugar added to the foods. It, it amazes me. Uh, the real game for pet foods is what the industry calls the first bite preference. And in the book Chowhounds, I kind of go into great detail on what this first bite preference really means. But what they're after is this: when you put down a food or a treat, you see your dog or cat devour it. Right? Oh, it's gone. Mm-hmm. They know. That if they win the first bite preference, you're more likely to buy that food or treat the next time. Well, they're, they're trying to sell to you. They're not trying to sell to you. They're trying to market to you. You bet. You bet. So we've got to be smarter as pet owners. I mean, you know, your, your listeners, I mean, we love our pets. They're an important part of our lives. They give us so much. But at the risk of, of giving them too much, we're literally killing them with excess. And, and one of the big things, too, that I, I always try to make sure I, I explain to veterinarians and certainly to clients when I'm dealing with obesity is that we also confuse the communication signals of our pets. See, when we see a dog pleading at us with those puppy dog eyes and they're just going, you know, oh, my, give me something. We think give them food, right? Yeah. Food yeah. is love. And but what that dog, what that cat is asking for, begging for, pleading for is our inner action, our affection. And so, see, we then train them. We're not going to take you for a walk when you beg like that. Here's the food. And then now you're giving, you're giving these treats, in particular to dogs, that are so loaded with sugar and fat that in the book I call them kibble crack. Ah. Because, see, they're causing the same changes in the brain chemistry that drugs like cocaine do. Isn't right? there any kind of regulation? No, none whatsoever, just like there's no regulation on Twinkies. And you know what? I'm not for that. All right? Okay. Uh, what I am for Sorry. is for label reform, sure. because here's the problem. You can't pick up a bag of treats or a bag of food in this country and get really meaningful information unless the company wants to do it voluntarily. Mm. Right now in this country, there are no regulations, no laws, no rules that require them to even to put the number of calories in a cup or a can. They do it strictly voluntary unless they're making a weight loss claim. So you go to your drug st- I'm sorry, go to your grocery store, go to your pet store, pick up a bag of treats. Try to find the calories on it. I challenge you. So How you, many calories should a cat or a dog have every day? It's a lot less than you think, okay? Yeah, what, what is it? I know 2,500 for humans. What is it for a dog or a cat? Does that depend on their size? or? It or? does. It does. And, and let me just tell you one thing right there. 2,500 for people, way too high. It is. It is. It's oh. about 2,000 for men and about 1,800. Now, it's true that most people eat much more than 1,800 or, or 2,000 calories, but 2,500 too much, and that's, this is what part you know, gets us in trouble. Uh-huh. But when you get back to how much does your pet need, uh, again, I think you want to do a little bit of math. You want to, in fact, in their lifestyle, their age, and so forth. And in the book, we kind of show you step-by-step how to do that. But that's, that's really where it all boils down, because like an average indoor cat, you know, spayed or neutered indoor cat, just like what you described at your home, mm-hmm. they probably only need about 180 to 220 calories per day. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, overfeeding. Okay, yeah. we're looking down at our animals now, and if you don't have your animal with you, go get them right now. Bring them over to the radio. We want to figure out if they're fat or Audience not. Audience participation yes, time. it is. <laughs> and uh, So tell us, what are the signs we should be looking for in a fat cat or dog? 
Right. You know, one of the first things I tell people to do is when your dog or cat is standing up from the side, look at its hindquarters down in its tummy region, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, in a normal dog or cat, there's going to be an upward slope, okay, a flat belly. But most of our pets have got this, I call them Swiffer cats, because they're actually <laughs> dragging the ground, right? So if it's pendulous, if it's hanging down, not tucked up, then that's the first sign. And that's the most dangerous type of adiposity or excess weight because we call that abdominal adiposity, and that's where all that nasty white fat, right? Oh. You know, the unhealthiest of all the fats. The healthier fats is in your rump area, okay? Mm-hmm. But So look down from the side. Second thing I tell people to do is, can you feel the ribs? And, and you know, then I get people kind of digging down there, yeah, I can feel those ribs. Yeah, I can. <laughs> shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard. It's just, you should be able to just lightly ribs. touch them, you know. And, and again, if you can't feel the ribs easily, if you're feeling right now in Radio Land and you're feeling there's a little extra cushion there, it's too much. Wait, too come much. here, Hal. Come here. Wait, come wait, here. wait. This is for the oh, animal there. Okay, sorry. Yeah. The other thing that you can do is look down your pet from above. I mean, typically we're, you know, they're standing upright, your dog or cat. Look down from above. They should have have, believe it or not, an hourglass-type shape, all right? Uh-huh. So if they've lost that waist, again, just indicates abdominal or belly fat, and that's, that's the most dangerous. So, and that's what I'm confronted with. You know, quite frankly, today, I'm seeing patients all morning, just got home, and, and, and the majority of these patients, you know, I'm, I'm saying, look, we're a little too heavy. And so that's the great news. The great news is you can fix this problem. You know, what I hate as a doctor, you know, I go in, and there are many times when I can't fix the problem. Uh-huh. You know, it's some type of serious condition. Uh-huh. This is one everybody can fix. And, and what does it lead to? I mean, obviously, for if it was Ladybug overweight, she couldn't wear her scarlet dream coat anymore because <laughs> she wouldn't fit into it. But uh, So it would be a fashion felony. Then. Yeah, but there's got to be, like, physical things that could happen with this overweightness. You bet. You mentioned my big one, which is <laughs> insulin resistance type 2 diabetes. Ah, That's okay. the biggest. Because not only is it going to rob your pet of life, of years, but it's going to make those remaining years miserable for both of you. You're going to spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, needlessly, okay, and your pet is going to really be resigned to a lower quality of life. Second big thing that we see, of course, is osteoarthritis. I mean, when I graduated from vet school almost 20 years ago, arthritis in cats? Are you kidding me? Nobody even heard of it. Now I diagnose it weekly. It amazes me. And, and this all is developed because of obesity. So osteoarthritis, type 2 diabetes. You mentioned breathing problems. You know, people can't imagine what it's like, but these pets really struggle for breath. And, of course, this leads them to all types of other things. And then finally, the one thing I like to touch on, of course, is cancer. Every year, more research shows that many forms of cancer is related to that excess fat. We used to think of fat as just something that was unsightly. You know, you want to tuck it away, hide it, wear black, right? Mm -hmm. But now we know that fat is pumping out harmful chemicals that are damaging every system in your body and, of course, leading to cancer. Are these conditions reversible if we take the weight off? Here's the thing. Maybe, maybe not. It really depends on the severity and the stage. So the trick is to prevent it. So if you're at home listening right now and you've got a dog or cat that's one, two, three years of age before they've started that middle-aged spread that everybody likes to talk about, now's the time to take action. Now's the time to learn about what you're feeding. Now's the time to put down and trash those treats, that kibble crack, get your dog off of these high-fat, high-sugar foods, and use healthy alternatives like carrots and broccoli and ice. I mean, you know, in the book we give recipes all kind of fun stuff for you to do. And then everybody should start to exercise. But one thing about exercise, and I'm also a certified personal trainer and triathlon coach. People, you cannot walk your way to weight loss. You can't exercise your way to weight loss. 
it's really more about the diet. And in the mm-hmm. book, I go into detail on what we call in the trainer world, in the physical fitness world, the 60-40 rule. And that is if you or your pet wants to lose weight, it's about 60% what you eat and about 40% what you do. So there's hope. You know, I have these clients go, I can't get my dog to lose weight. I can't walk him. I don't have time. I'm busy. I've got kids. I've got work. I've got whatever. And I'm like, hey, no problem. Let's just put down the junk food. The book is called Chow Hounds, Why Our Dogs Are Getting Fatter, A Vet's Plan to Save Their Lives, the vet being Dr. Ernie Ward. And it includes a step-by-step weight loss plan, tips to overcome begging, homemade meals, healthy treats, how to avoid unscrupulous marketing and packaging and the pet food companies are doing, and the best activities and exercise to maximize your pet's fitness. It's all in this book. I have 10 copies to give away right now at 1-866-405-8405. It's on the Health Communications HCI label. They're the same people that brought us uh, some of the chicken soup books. You bet. Uh, And you can get it online, Amazon, Borders, Barnes & Noble, and we'll have all the links over at AnimalRadio.com. Dr. Ernie, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you, and you guys feed your pets well, and maybe not so much. <laughs> a lot of people say, Hal, you've got such a cush j- jig, 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 jig. I do have a cush jig and a cush gig. <laughs> Too much information, Hal. I, uh, I come in here, and they, you know I do a couple hours every weekend on the radio, and so what do you do for the rest of the week? People think I'm off at the beach. Actually, yeah. I'm fulfilling Stella and Chewy's sample requests is what I do for the rest of the week. Okay, it takes a little time, but there's a lot of requests out there, and we we want you to try this food because it's natural goodness for your dogs. We feed it to Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, a very finicky dog. And we love it because it's one of those patties that's dehydrated, and we just put a little, little water. Sometimes we put a little uh, low-sodium tomato juice, sometimes some chicken broth. We yeah, switch it up for switch her. it up for her. And we have the ability to do that because it is a dehydrated food. She's supposed to eat three a day. I'm afraid that she's going to end up on the overweight list if we keep <laughs> feeding her every time she wants it. Yes, she goes to the cupboard. She knows it's in there. It's made with raw, USDA-inspected meat, raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. Let's talk about their treat for a second. It's a chicken treat. And, you know, when you think of treats, you think of junk. This is not junk. This is chicken. Pure chicken. It's the chicken breast. Read the ingredients, Hal. Chicken. (laughs) That's it, Those are the ingredients in the chicken treats. It's dehydrated, and the cats love it, too. And we encourage you to check out Stella and Chewy's. Their website at StellaandChewy's.com. And you can get that sample that I'm fulfilling during the week. By sending us a self-addressed stamped envelope here to Animal Radio. All that information, everything that I've just talked about over at AnimalRadio.com. Stella and Chewies. This is Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. The only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The former L.A. County Assistant Fire Chief charged with felony animal cruelty in connection with the beating death of a puppy has been sentenced. Glenn Johnson received a 90-day sentence, along with three years probation in the beating death of Carly, a six-month-old German Shepherd mix. Johnson, who claimed he acted in self-defense, was also sentenced to complete an anger management course, perform 400 hours of community service working with dogs, and repay Carly's owners for veterinary expenses. And pet owners in the U.K. are who are smokers are being warned that under the Animal Welfare Act of 2006, they can be cited for endangering animals. The law was recently reviewed and interpreted to cover pet owners who knowingly expose their pets to the carcinogens and cigarette smoke. RSPCA officers are giving smoking pet owners the option of surrendering surrendering their animals or their smoking materials. 
And overweight pets are a growing problem in the U.S., sorry for the pun, according to the Association of Pet Obesity Prevention. Current numbers show 45% of dogs and 58% of cats are fat, overweight, obese, chubby. Experts say treats continue to be the main culprit in the chubby epidemic, as well as owners who refuse to recognize their pet's problem. Veterinarians say the connection between excess weight and health problems top the list of cases seen in their offices. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter with a tip for keeping your pet safe. Watch out for objects that your pet may ingest like yarn, string, dental floss, and ribbons. Although these objects appear harmless, they can cause an intestinal obstruction and can be fatal. Get more tips from Dr. McPete at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You were blessed, Judy, in that your dog really came to you wash and wear and ready to go. And uh, for some reason, <laughs> she knew how to go to the bathroom, where to go to the bathroom. I got uh, her at eight weeks, and she pretty much potty trained herself. She's an old soul. Is, that, is. is that the reason for that? <laughs> yeah. She's been through this before. But, uh, you know, a lot of us, we have to train our animals, our dogs. I wouldn't and, know where to begin. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> so I'm glad that we didn't have to do that there. But uh, as far as potty training goes, how long can they hold it? You know, that's, that's a big question. A lot of people think that there's problems. You know, my puppy's so so dumb, he's not learning. But really, when we look at a puppy's age, we the guideline is that for every month of their age, uh-huh. you add the number one, and that's about how many hours they can go without having an oops accident. Ooh. So a three-month-old puppy plus one means four hours. A four-month-old puppy plus one you know, means uh, five hours that they can be left alone. Well, when so, Ladybug yeah. was two months old, she was holding it from 10 o'clock at night till 8 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Boy, and that, that's very lot. advanced. Yeah, because I'd say the average pup, it really takes about four months of age until they can really get that and their body can hold their, their poop needs and their pee needs. We can talk that kind of stuff on the radio. <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. How about Tina? Hi, Tina. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. How can we help you? Well, I adopted a cat, oh, about a year ago, and he's a mixed Maine Coon, he's neutered, he's an absolutely wonderful boy, until this last couple months, and he started pulling his hair out towards his hind end. Now, he's not mm. bald by any means, but he's pulling it around his tail, around his back end, and you can feel these little scabs. I took him to the vet, and they ran blood tests, they checked everything, he's not hurting, they think it's behavioral, so how do I make him stop doing this? Because it's cups of hair everywhere. Yeah, and it's only on the, like, kind of his rump area, is it anywhere else on his body? His rump area and the base of his tail, and and he gets brushed daily, I mean, there's no matting, I I cannot figure this boy out as to why he's doing this. Okay, so you you brought up some things that your veterinarian has already screened for, things like pain. Um, undiagnosed pain can definitely cause cats to do something like that, as well as other type of health problems internally, bladder problems. I would look on the outside, and I'm assuming also they look for things like fleas, um, yeah, types of skin no mites, and ringworm. Those kind of things also come to mind with a kind of a patchiness and an itchiness back there. You know, and then if everything else on a diagnostic workout has turned up clean and we can't find a good medical reason for this, then there's kind of two different avenues that I would look at. 
One would be I would work on the possibility of allergies. And food allergies, seasonal allergies, they can all get mixed up together in how they affect the body, but animals tend to chew, scratch, lose hair while we're off having hay fever signs. Um, So things that you can try in the meantime would be a food allergy trial and basically going to a type of a diet that is geared for a pet with a skin problem. And what they basically will be is two different methods, what we call a novel protein, which means it's based out of ingredients that the kitty's never really seen before and hopefully they are not allergic to. Things like rabbit, duck, um, very unusual things that they might have in their world. And you try a food trial with that for about four to eight weeks. There's some other diets called hydrolyzed protein diets and I find a lot of kitties with some of these weird skin problems that's the first thing that I like to do before we get into medications and things like that so that I would definitely recommend now if we were suspicious about allergies in some cases we'll use medicines like steroids to give them a a try to see if we see an improvement with that and that might be something if everything is checked out clear that you may want to consider that as well Okay. Now, there's another whole class of skin problems that I look at, and they're called psychogenic alopecia. And it basically makes it almost sound like it's a mental illness, (laughs) but... In, in a sense, it kind of is. There are some cats that have a behavioral-driven problem where they over-groom and self-mutilate almost. Um, for those kitties, we try a lot of different remedies from anti-itch medicines, steroids, to seizure medicines, behavioral medicines. And a lot of kitties will just kind of jump around and try different things until we find something that works. So either I'd say the allergy aspect or the this, this psychogenic alopecia would be the different directions I might be looking here for your baby. Okay, that sounds great. I will try them because this is you vacuum up pups daily, and oh. he's a beautiful, beautiful cat. And to have him lose this big plume of a tail, and you know, mm-hmm. be so thin in, in the hair and the honey den, he looks silly. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd like to fix it. Okay, can we send you some world's best cat litter? Oh, yes, you may. Okay. <laughs> of course, it's made with whole kernel corn. We use it here at Animal Radio. have been for a decade. I'm going to send you a, a big bag here that they put on my desk every day. <laughs> for those of you that don't get a, a bag today by calling in, you can get $3 off at the website at animalradio.com. Print out the coupon for $3 off. World's best cat litter. Hang tight there for a second. We need to get your information. one 405 we got an email this week at yourvoiceinanimalradio.com. It reads, Dear Animal Radio, and I'm going to change this to Dr. Debbie because it's a medical question. Dear Dr. Debbie, our beloved 17-year-old female seal point Siamese passed away last week, leaving behind her needy, loving 12-year-old female Tonganese sister. My wife and I are away from home regularly for several days and a few full weeks at a time. We have someone care for them once or twice a day while we're gone, but please help us make a decision. What should we do? Here are the options. One, uh, the cat will be fine by itself. Two, get a kitten ASAP. Three, get an older cat ASAP. Or four, take the cat with us uh, two-thirds of the time to the camper or the boat. Or five, don't go away so often. And then he writes, not an option. Sorry, not an option. So scrap five. <laughs> so traveling is in the agenda here one way or another. Yeah. So Alan wants to know which one of these things you, you would recommend. Yeah, well, if, with a recent loss of a pet in a multi-pet household, the first thing I like to do is respect the mourning process. Animals do mourn just as humans hmm. in a different way. But we need to give them that room before we go adding another member into the household and and almost trying to replace that other uh, pet friend that they had. So some pets, it may be days, weeks, months, 
but respect that. And then when the pet, existing pet is back to normal, that's when I'd look at getting a friend for this household. And I guess the biggest thing is um, with a female cat in the house, um, I would uh, really look at maybe getting a male kitten or a male adult cat um, as a new friend when the time was right. What's better, and, an uh, adult or a kitten? You know, it really depends. Um, a younger animal, a kitten, is going to be more... Uh, more willing to kind of fit into the hierarchy in the household. So that would probably be the ideal. But you can find many good young adult cats that are just as amenable to kind of making that change and in, in adding into the household. So if I had my pick, I'd say kitten, but you save a life when you rescue an, an adult cat. So I wouldn't want to discourage anyone from that. But really going slow and adding that new friend and remembering it is a new friend. So it's not the same cat. We have to give them their room. They have different personalities. Okay, so a female cat should be, you want to bring in a male cat instead of another female cat. Preferably, okay. yeah. I mean, you can bring in a female, and sometimes it works really well, but we just find that the opposite sex combination really uh, tends to be the most favorable, the least problems. Okay. If you want to email us, your voice at animalradio.com. Perhaps you don't want to talk on the air. We can also take your questions. You can tweet them to us, and we'll forward them to uh, Dr. Debbie here. <laughs> Any way you want to get in touch with us here at Animal Radio. If you're a subscriber to the newsletter here at Animal Radio, you see this month there's a special coupon for the gift for life. Gotta love it. it. It's like half off, which is pretty good. And, of course, you've heard over the last few weeks we've been talking about the gift for life. All of our animals use it here. We have Boog, the studio cat, who's on it. He's uh, Is he 10 years old, 9 or 10? He is 11. He's 11. Wow. Time is passing by. And he used to, he used to have a little trouble getting around, kind of achy and such. Yeah. He wouldn't crawl up to high places. Right. Didn't jump on things like he used to. We gave him this, and mostly because he likes it as a treat. It just tastes good <laughs> for him. Yeah, he, every day he comes and for it. Jumps up, you made a video of that, which is up at the website. Yeah, the you know, I mean, I've been meaning to talk to Lorison about that because I come in here to do the show, and he couldn't reach my seat before, but now he's jumps up on my seat so you're actually you're you're pissed off at the founder of the gift for life because you can't sit in your seat anymore yeah you know because nice, I, so, well, i'm fighting you know i'm competing with the cat for my seat it's like you know when you're little and you have a brother and sister and you got the best seat in the living room you don't want to get up and go to the bathroom because it'll be taken that's if right I, they'll take it yeah if i leave the studio or go over to the other side and pick up a piece of paper i come back and my chair is taken maybe you should be taking some of the gift for life i could be faster huh that's what i'm saying <laughs> there you go of try course it, Judy. i want you to try out the gift for life or at least learn a little more about the the Gift for Life at the website, thegiftforlife.com. And if you sign up for the newsletter, the Animal Radio newsletter this week, you'll get half off on the wow. Gift for Life. What are you waiting for? Uh, they have it. You didn't sound genuine when you said that. <laughs> what are you, you waiting for? You can That's check out. Better. It's at Whole Foods, by the way. You can also get it at Whole Foods. I love Whole Foods. This is Animal Radio. One of the joys of owning a dog is going places together. Kurgo's award-winning line of pet travel products makes this easier and safer for your pet. The Kurgo line includes everything from a backseat barrier, which keeps Fido in the backseat, to an auto zip line to keep your dog secure. And for the little guys, Kurgo has a Skybox booster seat, which provides them with a clear view of the road. If you're going somewhere with your dog, visit Kurgo.com. That's K-U-R-G-O.com. Remember how energetic your dog was as a puppy? If you could give your senior pet his youth and vitality back and relieve his aches and pains, would you? 
The Gift for Life works to signal your pet's life-giving hormones back to a more youthful balance. The Gift for Life can help repair damaged cells, leading to amazing anti-aging effects and a longer, healthier life. Give the gift of youth back to your furry companion with the Gift for Life. Learn more about the science behind the Gift for Life at thegiftforlife.com. We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. Could be Dr. Debbie with your vet medical questions, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, or Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He He's is back. back! The vodka permeates the studio. I <laughs> oh, don't know if you can smell it there in the newsroom, Bobby. You know, you say that like it's a bad thing. It keeps the germs away. You notice he's never sick. No, he doesn't get sick never at all. Never sick at all. Sure. This next guest, he's a friend of mine. I owe him big time. And he said, can I come on your show to pimp my new book? And I said, hell yeah. <laughs> His name is Mark Tuchel. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Hey, really good, Hal. And thank you for admitting that you owe, that you know me. Well, <laughs> now you have a book called Living Sober Sucks. You always hear about the people that preach. They put you through the 12-step program if you're a drinker or a drug addict. They're always preaching. You're like the anti-preacher. You like alcohol, and you, you miss alcohol. That's right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to deny it. I, I, I can't deny that for myself or anybody else. And You know, we're talking about pets here. Yes, and that's why I brought you on the show. It is an animal show. Your dogs helped you through this crisis that you had. What went on in your life? Just having pets in my life, realizing that I had to be responsible for some other livelihood and the well-being really kept me wanting to stay sober because I need to take care of these animals. You know, and that's one of the big things that when I counsel people, I tell them, you know what, and I, and I might get heat for this, but I always tell them, you know, instead of going to meetings and all this other stuff, why don't you go volunteer at an animal shelter? Why don't you spend some time learning about life and being part of the real world instead of sitting in all this misery with all these people just griping about all their problems? You know, go help something. Go, go be involved. You were a real over-the-edge uh, drinker. You used to go drinking. And he doesn't mean that in a bad way. No, I mean it in a horrible way. You used he to. He means it in an Lisa, way. I don't know if you read this, Bobby. Check this out. I have not. I'll show you. I'll, I'll give you this go. copy of the book in just a second. Oh, I read it from front to cover. You uh, you got <laughs> real wasted one night, and you set your cruise control on 70 miles per hour and then decided to take a nap. How oh, did... yeah. Okay, yeah, that was perfect dumb. until I woke up <laughs> facing a concrete wall. Yeah. but uh, so that's you were not good. So the dogs helped you change your life. Oh, and I always tell people, I say, you know, once you clean up, 
consider getting a pet, be it a cat or a dog or something. But I always tell them, you know, at least wait 20, 30 days. Let your body get kind of used to being clean before you bring an animal into your life. Make sure that you are going to be clean, but then bring an animal into your life. And I always tell them to go to the animal shelters. Don't go to the stores or anything like that. Go get something from a shelter. They also give you a lot in return, don't they? It's unconditional love. They don't judge you. They look at you and they're, they're like, hey, dude, thanks for just being alive. Thanks for taking care of me. Thanks for feeding me. Mm-hmm. And they don't bitch and moan like we do. Oh, no, no. And they don't drink as much as I did either. <laughs> nice. How many dogs do you have now? Uh, currently, I have six. What kind? Uh, I have a pension for my miniature pinchers, but I also have an Italian greyhound. You know, it's just like a big greyhound. Oh, they're except, so pretty. Yeah, it's like you left it in the dryer too long. You know? Yeah, <laughs> they shrunk a little bit. Now, did you give up one vice for another, it sounds like, maybe? But that's just it. You know, I mean, like I said, Hal, when, when people have to clean up, they don't spend their time in bars or boozing anymore. It's like, well, well, now what do I do? Well, why not go do something selfless? Go go be of help. Let's give this book here, Living Sober Sucks. I'm gonna, can you send me another copy? Oh, sure. No, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> You'll buy it. Yeah, I'm gonna good give... luck getting the money out of you. <laughs> <laughs> you really know him, I don't know, you? huh? If you're interested in picking up this book, it's called... Living Sober Sucks, and the website is livingsobersucks.com. Mark Tuchel is the author and my good friend. Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Hal. I hope you have a great weekend. This is Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio, baby. It's Animal Radio, one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. And on that Dream Team, dog father Joey Volani, groomer extraordinaire. And uh, he really has made all of our animals in the studio look so much better since he's actually started here at Animal. They're, their coats look shiny. Uh, he, he grooms each one, including the cats and the ferret. It's just kind of automatic. You just watch him. He just, I don't even think he knows he's doing it. His hands you have a true art going. there, i got to yes. tell you that. It's in my blood. It's in my blood. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, um, I'd like to do, I'd like to give some tips today, if that's okay. Yeah, well, you know, Judy figured maybe we should do this segment, uh, and you've been putting together names. What do you, yeah. what do you have so far there, Judy, for the segment? This is for Joey's new segment. What, what names? We do you have, have Joey the Dog Father with grooming tips you can reuse. Uh, no? I, I don't know. You mean, you mean to take off on um, grooming tips you can't refuse? Yeah, and things you can't refuse. Let's let's work on that, okay. and let's just let him do the tip this weekend, and we'll come back with okay. a, a sharp name next week, okay? Okay. What I want to talk about is probably, um, it's a little bit more than the tip. When I talked to a few groomers back in New Jersey over the week, and because different in California, we're going through the change of the, um, in, of the seasons, basically. It's getting uh-huh. warmer out. So what ends up happening is, is you have a lot of people that want to come in and do their once-of-year grooming, which is the worst thing you could do. Dogs need to be groomed every four, six, eight weeks at the most. But a lot of people come in for their once-a-year grooming. Just so you know what you're doing to your pet, I want to explain to you. Okay. When you have those dogs, I want you to look at the pads of their feet. And if you have a dog that has what I call a long-flowing-type coat, like Maltese's and Yorkies and the dogs that don't really shed, that hair is building up in the pads of their feet. It's getting hard as a rock. Um, it's like they're walking on a pebble. In between their toes? Uh, underneath, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a horrible thing. Matter of fact, you'll have, we've had dogs that have come in 
that actually were walked as if they were crippled until, you know, we would clean up um, the pads of their feet, cut their nails because the nails would be turning under. That's another thing I want you to look for is to make sure the nails are short enough where your dog can walk. We've had dogs that people said, you know, my dog just don't walk anymore. And then all of a sudden came out of the grooming salon miraculously, you know, walking around and happy. And it was just because of that. The other thing what you'll see is you'll get a lot of dogs that shed. Now, I'm just going to throw some like Malamutes, Huskies, and whatnot. A lot of people, because they don't want to brush the dogs, are going to want to get these dogs clipped short. The Mm -hmm. worst thing you can do, these are double-coated dogs. God gave them the natural process of heating, of staying warm and cooling down as long as they have, you know, the sufficient amount of undercoat and it's not built up. You need to get out there. You need to brush them out. You need to comb all that hair out. And you know what? If you do that on on your own, it's going to save you a lot of money. If you pay attention to your long-flowing coats by just general brushing and combing, it's also going to save you a lot of money. Look at the pads of the feet. And if knots and tangles are forming, you got to remember when it gets real bad, Underneath all that, there could be a lot going on. I mean, anything from sores. I mean, I've seen I've seen maggots underneath some oh. of these mats because they were just that the sores were so bad underneath. And um, you know what? You don't see it. The last thing you do is say, "My dog smells so bad. I finally have to get it groomed." Mm. But check your dog out. Make sure you get him groomed. It's not a once in a year type thing. So How often should they be groomed? People- Dogs should be groomed on an average between four and eight weeks if you stay on a regular schedule. If you stay on that schedule, you should never, ever have a problem. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean in between it, you don't, I mean, you know, some pets like Afghan hounds or Wheaton, soft-covered Wheaton terriers, um, you know what, those coats um, need a little bit more regular brushing and combing. So depending on what you get, you want to just, you know, research the type of breed that um, so you know exactly you know, the amount of time you're going to need to put in. Very good. Joey Volani, groomer extraordinaire, dog father on Animal Radio. We have, uh, is it, uh, which one are we going to? Line one. Hi, Lori. How are you? Hi. I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. Where are you today? Uh, I'm in Indiana. How can we help you? I have a uh, large dog, uh, Malamute, and his mother was a registered lab. And uh, I noticed a uh, knot on the back of his neck a few months ago. And he's been having goobers in his eyes that look like blood, and he's been slobbering a lot. And I'm wondering if, you know, if I should really be worried about it. Okay. Is it is the slobbering, is the drooling one-sided, or is it just kind of all out of the mouth all over? I think it's just one-sided. I'm not for sure about that. I'm okay. pretty sure it's just one-sided, though. I've noticed stains on the cover on his bed. And is he rubbing yeah. at his eyes or his face at all? Are you seeing him no. bother with that? No. Okay. But when I when I clean his eyes, it definitely looks like blood. Okay. Well, and you know, dogs do have some pigment changes to their tears in their eye into their saliva, and there's kind of a natural brown color that can come from the tears in the saliva. And in fact, if you ever notice a dog that licks their feet a lot, you see kind of a brown staining, kind of like a rust staining of the fur. So some of that could fall into that category. I'm a little bit concerned because you mentioned some of that drooling accompanied with the eye discharge. And um, I guess the first thing I would consider would be the possibility that something inside the mouth, inside the 
the oral cavity that that could be causing some problems there. Um, something as simple as a bad tooth or an infected root on a tooth can cause problems in the eye on that same side. And believe it or not, a lot of times we'll diagnose a, a bad tooth by a pet that has a sore right below the eye and uh, or excessive discharge from the eye. So that would be something I would certainly do. I would lift up your pet's lip, look in the mouth, and you know certainly you know at a pet that age, I would get them to a vet just so we can have a good checkup um, from the head to the toe. Um, but that would definitely be something that I could explain some of those signs. Otherwise, you know there are some basic eye infections, some conjunctivitis problems where we need to get a pet on antibiotics, and uh, they can actually have sometimes a bloody discharge from the eyes. So um, that too, you know, I'd like to look through the microphone, but I don't know that I can see all the way to Indiana. And, and by the way, hey, hey, uh, you know, I'm a uh, Hammond, Indiana oh, resident yeah. originally. <laughs> Got to put my little shout out there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I would certainly say, you know, looking at those eyes and potentially treating any infection that's there and, and getting a good look inside that mouth. So uh, I would certainly say get your, get your vet to take a good look there. Yeah, I did make him an appointment at the vet. I took him by there uh, yesterday, but the vet was going to be out until Monday. And Yeah, uh, what is that? You know, why are all the vets in, in Las Vegas working today? <laughs> I, they didn't tell me where he was, so I don't know. He may be in Vegas. Hey, hey. <laughs> You'll never know because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Thank you That's so much true. for your call today. Have a great week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey, listen, have a great have a great day tomorrow. We'll take Thank care. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.